Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Happier Work podcast. I can't believe I'm saying that. This is something I've been thinking about doing for quite some time now and finally putting it into practice in 2024. So I'm really thrilled. I used to do these episodes as part of the main episode or rather I used to do this synopsis as part of the main episode as a summary as some of the key takeaways and the practical tips that you can take from the episode itself. And I decided to split it out for various different reasons. I, you know, I regularly get feedback on how much people enjoy the synopsis. So thank you for sharing that. And I thought to have it separate on its own for accountability for people who just want a taster of the episode and then to, to split it out into two different episodes. I just thought, let's just give this a go and we'll see how it goes for a few months and what people think. So I would really appreciate your feedback on this format and how it works for you. Today's bonus episode is talking about the episode 188 with Faye Wallace, which was all about networking. You might be thinking networking makes me feel cringy. I don't know how to do it properly. I tried it before and it didn't work. I don't have time for networking, whatever it might be. And I don't know if I need to convince you the importance of networking. It's so, so important from a career perspective. There's so many jobs out there that are not even advertised that you can get by having your network, by building that network for you. You know, it doesn't even have to be moving up the ladder. It can be moving across, building those networks in other departments if you want to try something new. So there's so many benefits to networking when it comes to managing your career. And hopefully you don't need convincing of that. Maybe you just need more strategies around what it is that you can do when it comes to networking. What are some practical things that you can do? So I loved Faye's definition. It's you know, rather than thinking about networking and maybe that word is giving, you know, sending shivers down your spine, making you shudder a little bit. It's about building and maintaining relationships. And another thing I really loved about what she said was this idea of it's about being intentional. So really thinking about what it is that you want to get from your network and then nurturing that network as well. And that's probably something I've personally neglected in the last few years and certainly going into 2024 I want to leverage my network a lot more than I have so women I think typically you know broad sweeping statement here are typically better at building those relationships where I think we're just great at building relationships with people but we're not great at leveraging those relationships and I was going to say like taking advantage I don't mean taking advantage but it's it's using relationships for mutual benefit essentially so it's not all about being nice and all of that kind of thing it's like how can I get what I want and also how can the other person get what they want from us having a relationship together we talked about how there are so many different ways to connect these days as well so through social media and I shared on a previous podcast episode about my approach to social media and it's sort of for me I'm thinking more and more this into 2024 that It kind of has taken away that one on one personal relationship for me. I put something out on social media and expect people to see it. I will occasionally then text people if it's something really important, like the burglary that happened, for example, uh, last year. I will text people and let them know what happened, what I want to bring more into my networking or relationship building. I, I, I would prefer to say 
because uh, these will be personal relationships as well as business relationships, is talking on the phone. So whether that's a Zoom meeting or a WhatsApp call or a FaceTime, whatever it might be. But Faye reminds us there's so many different ways to connect these days and it doesn't always have to be you're meeting up with someone for coffee in person or dinner in person to catch up. It can be loads of different ways that you connect and maybe it's those people that you meet for a coffee and I'm thinking in-person coffee or an in-person dinner obviously it would be in person but those kinds of things are maybe reserved for the people who are a little bit closer within your network. That brings me on to one of the next points that she made and that was around this idea of loose connections or weak ties. So they are people who are kind of in, in your extended network but you don't necessarily know that well. But If you are active on LinkedIn and LinkedIn is such a great tool for networking, if you're not active there, maybe people don't know a lot about you, but you can be top of mind for something if you're posting about, you know, we don't want to be too generic here, but if you're posting about your industry, then people will remember that that's the industry that you work in or that's the specific area that you work in. A few years ago, I heard this really great phrase that it's not, we often think It's about who you know. But I want to flip that now to this script that I heard from Rob Cullen, who is a Dublin-based amazing networker, I have to say. And he says, it's not who you know, it's about who knows you. So who does know you? You might know someone. And I found this where people approach me. They know me because of the podcast. They see me at an event and they approach me and I have no idea who they are. And I'm really great at remembering people if I've met them in the past, if I've worked with them in the past. So that kind of forms a a disconnect. People need to know who you are and how to use that then on having a perspective on your career is using the internal systems in your organization so that people know who you are. So what is that? Can you be more approachable? Can you be known as someone who is approachable that people can can come and have a chat to, for example? Uh, maybe there's an internal newsletter that you have that, that they do a profile on someone within the organization, within the business. And that's a way to raise your profile or to raise your visibility. Is there an internal podcast in your organization? Can you be a guest on the podcast? Can you share your insights on your career, on your specific area of the business? There's social events that you can attend as well then, whether that's online social events these days, you know, a lot of the time. Or is is there something that you can show up at in person so that you're seen, that you're seen, that people know who you are. Now, I want to bring us back to this idea of visibility, because this is something that comes up a lot when I talk about imposter syndrome. It's one of the triggers for imposter syndrome. So being more visible can trigger that sense of, you know, is this really who I am? Am I showing up in an authentic way? What if people find out that I have zero capability? What if they realise that I can't do the job? All of these things come up when we start to become more visible and we can become visible in various different ways. So if we move into a new role, start working with a new client, if we're moving up through an organisation and then by those things that I just mentioned. So being on the newsletter or being on a podcast, all of these things can trigger imposter syndrome. So bear that in mind. If you're trying out these things for the first time, just be aware that this is something that could come up for you, that if you start being more visible, then immediately you want to retreat into yourself again. So one of the things that we talked about on the podcast was about taking small steps. What are some small steps that you can take? And this is something I talk about in my Imposter to Empowered program all the time. It's knowing what those small steps are and then not being afraid to take those small steps. You build up confidence by taking those small steps. If the small steps result in a setback, I don't like to use the term failure, but if if those small steps result in a setback, 
then it's about thinking, okay, what can I learn from this? Who needs to support me? What would I do differently the next time? And taking it as a learning opportunity. So one of the other areas that they mentioned as well is about speaking up at work. So it's more than just a one on one conversation. Maybe you're going to chair the team meeting. Maybe you're going to present something at the town hall whatever it might be. Faye also shared about the three networks that we have. So they are your personal networks. So that can be family, friends, acquaintances, maybe friends that you know from hobbies that you have as well. Then there's our internal work network. So I think that sort of speaks for itself, your immediate colleagues and extended business. But then there's the extended professional network that you have. So ex-colleagues, anyone who you ever worked with in the past who knows you. So have a think about who within those networks could you reconnect with potentially. Another thing that we addressed is this idea of asking for help. So I know, again, from a a few different perspectives, I personally really struggle with asking for help. And I know that the soloist type in the the soloist imposter type really struggles with asking for help because they feel if they have help, even whether they've asked for it or whether it's been offered by someone else, they feel they need to to decline that help because if they get help with anything, then somehow the achievement is not their own. And so that they, they don't feel they should, that they deserve the recognition they get if they've got support or help with anything. Now, if this is you, have a think about, well, what do I need help with? Who could I potentially ask for help? What specifically do I need? Can I ask them maybe for some advice? And thinking about help as reciprocity. So I know I'm the kind of person I love to help other people, but I really struggle when it comes to asking for help myself. But have a think about how you've helped other people and now how you can benefit from that reciprocity. How can there be give and take? And another you know, throw back to the start of this episode where I talked about the, the idea of nurturing. I love the idea of nurturing and and Faye shares that nurturing is like helping. So nurturing your network is like helping your network. Again, from within my own network, Colm O'Brien, he always starts conversations with how can I help? How can I help you? And Putting the focus on the other person, I think, can can help. So rather than thinking, what can I get? Or when you really need help, but you haven't given help to, to anyone else, think about, well, how can I offer help? How can I offer help in order to, to be able to get help as well? From a personal perspective, then, something I used to be brilliant at was sharing insights. So taking maybe an article, sharing it with the team or a, a specific article or podcast and sharing it with an individual. I used to be brilliant at that. And I really let that slide in the last number of years. So that, again, is going to be another thing that I focus on is, oh, you know, that person is really going to enjoy that article, that LinkedIn article, that podcast episode, whatever it might be, and share things that way. But I suppose the this is a prompt to you. Think about, well, well, what has worked for you in the past or what do you enjoy doing or what comes easily and naturally that you think, I can help people with that or that's a way that I can help people or share or build my network or or be top of mind for people when they think about certain things. Something that Faye and I discussed after we stopped recording, unfortunately, was how to remember what people talk to you about. 
you know, and how do you do this? I'm in the lucky position that I tend to remember conversations that I've had with people without necessarily having to write them down. But maybe you're the kind of person that you would like to create a spreadsheet. It sounds all very formal. I'm a total spreadsheet nerd. I would love this, you know, and and say, well, I caught up with that person on this date and then spreadsheet will quite easily be able to help you to say, okay, I want to catch up with them again in two months, in three months, in six months, next year, whatever it might be, and add that time, you know, in the number of days or whatever. If you need spreadsheet help, (laughs) probably you can, I was going to say reach out. I'm sure you can Google how to do that. But then another idea is to jot it down in your phone. So take it in your phone notes and create a new appointment and, and use your calendar to think about okay who do I need to connect with again this month so again some practical things that you can do there to manage your network so after listening to today's bonus episode I would really encourage you to take some practical action what can you do today to improve your networking is that reaching out to a former colleague is that setting up a system where you can keep track of of who you need to connect with or people that are from your past. So we talked about the importance of networking. Hopefully that is kind of a given that it's really, really important to do that. And I want to move away from the idea of it being networking and really formal and and stiff to it's about building relationships and it's about how you build and manage those and keep an eye on those relationships so that you can nurture them as well. We talked about the importance of visibility, but how that can bring up feelings of imposterism and, and how to address those by taking just small steps. You know, what are what are some really small steps that you can take at work we talked about it's not about who you know but rather who knows you so who knows you at work and who can recommend you who's talking about you in a positive way what are they actually saying we talked about the three levels of networks so when you're setting up whether it's your spreadsheet or your phone notes think about those three layers of your network so it's the personal the internal work ones and the extended or external professional ones. How are you going to keep track of all of this and what works best for you? Whether it's keeping track, whether it's putting stuff in your phone, on a spreadsheet, but also how do you like to do it? So for me, I love sharing wisdom. I love sharing knowledge. So that's something that I will build on going into 2024 or extending into 2024. That's it for today's episode, today's bonus episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Do let me know what you think of this new format. Is it helpful? Is it good to have the synopsis? Is it good for accountability? Is it good to have just, you know, a few insights about what we talked about? If you haven't listened to the full episode, I would absolutely love to know. Find all of my details on happieratwork.ie. Those of you who've been with us for a while know that we've been partnering with Skilding. And the most recent evolution of this is something I really, really get behind. I really, really love this idea. We are bringing you together a set of curated episodes from the podcast specifically to do with women in leadership. They've been carefully chosen to empower you to become the leader you are supposed to be. But it's different from a normal course that you might take. It's like a mini course. Most courses would give you a content to consume, but by partnering with Skilding, we're giving you the tools to take action. So that's either by yourself or as part of a supportive community, along with me offering advice and encouragement if you want it. You can find out more about this mini course by visiting skilding.com forward slash happier. That's skill, S-K-I-L-L-D-I-N-G dot com forward slash happier.